Cruise Crowd. I'm here today once again for the last time in the Blockhouse. Kelly, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. That's not the song we're listening to today. Is that a song? It is. Off of Together Through Life. Oh, we have It's done all that, right? good. No, we have not done that. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Wow. Wow. It's all good. Wow, Bob. But Bob. Bob? Bob Dylan? That's right. This is a Bob Dylan podcast, Kelly. We are here today to talk about Bob Dylan. I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the number Germanic-speaking people in the 15th century would call a long hundred. And this week, we did not listen to It's All Good. We listened to Life is Hard. Still of 2009's uh, Together Through Life. That long hundred. It's going to get you. Or the great hundred. The evening winds are still. I've lost the way and will. Can't tell you where they went. I just know what they I'm always on my guard Admitting life is hard Without you near me All right, Kelly, for the last time in 2020, this horrible freak show of a year, we're here to talk about our very last song. I know. Bittersweet. It is. Um... Last time in the blockhouse, as as we announced last week, this will be the last. Uh, yeah, I mean the last episode here, definitely. Yeah, I mean you're you're moving. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, hopefully, I'm moving to South Dakota, as I said. Uh, so we're gonna do the podcast from afar, um, which should be fine. But yeah, it's kind of uh crazy. Goodbye, blockhouse. I know. What are we gonna call our collective? I know we'll have to figure it out. I mean, we'll have to be distance. going from different spots. Mm. So once you get your spot all set up, you just gotta read the vibe. You know, I walked in here and I was like blockhouse. I did, didn't hesitate. I would I say closet because that's what we're going to be in. But like that's. But you need a fancier. You need like a. What was the fancy word for an armoire from the wardrobe. armoire? Wardrobe the is wardrobe. Like, like a piece of furniture. But that's good though. Yeah. Coming to you from the wardrobe, from from the from the armoire. That's good. Harder to say. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Kelly, we spent this entire week listening to for the last time. Life is hard. An appropriate song for an appropriate year. Mm. Not an appropriate song. Let's say it's not an appropriate song. The song title is appropriate. Yes. The song itself, not so much. Yeah. We're going to get into uh, things about this song. But but right off the bat, Kelly, just your own and, you know, we start with your initial, uh, you know, opinions on it. What? How did you feel listening to this in general with the playlist and all that kind of stuff? Did it make it better or worse? You know. Playlist is great. This yeah. is the low point. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough start it's a skip i mean it's just like it's a christmas song that isn't about christmas mm. because i mean like all i can hear is the it is to, is yeah um christmas, christmas is in the heart, heart. Yep. yeah that's nice. all i can hear mm-hmm. so so i guess it's like a, a while this is a, a farewell to season four and and you know it, it just makes me i guess i'm just getting hyped for christmas i mean christmas is coming out <laughs> which we'll talk about in a bit yeah i mean the, in terms of context not a whole lot i mean we it's going to be the same thing for every together through life we don't know exactly when it was recorded but it was recorded in october 2008 groove masters studio in santa monica california so the, we've only heard two we've only heard beyond here lies nothing which opened season three 
and this, which closes season four. Uh, and this is one and two on together through life. So it's um, Bob Dylan, of course, is on the song. He oh. is the titular wow. person in this podcast and mm-hmm. it's his album. So you would expect him to be there. Uh, Mike Campbell on guitar, David Hidalgo, and not on accordion here. No accordion that I can hear just on guitar. Uh, Donnie Heron, of course, is on the ba- I mean, plays a banjo, mandolin, all that stuff, but definitely a mandolin on here. Yeah. Uh, Tony Garnier, of course, on the bass and George Roselli is on the drums on this as well. Uh, the only thing I could really find was, um, for me, it was interesting because I had no idea about how this game, how this game, how this um, song even came to life. There's an interview with Bill Flanagan from 2009 b- between him and Bob Dylan on his website after Together Through Life came out, where they talk about it. Bill Flanagan asked him, "Do you have a picture in your head of where these songs take place? Where is the guy in Life Is Hard standing when he sings that song?" And Bob answers, "Well." The movie's kind of a road trip from Kansas City to New Orleans. The guy's probably standing along the way somewhere. <laughs> Bill, movie? Bob, yeah. <laughs> Bill, right, you mentioned something about that before. How did you get involved? Bob, the French director, Olivier Dahan, uh, approached me about composing songs for a film that he was writing and directing. So this guy, he wrote, he did a, uh, a movie called La Vie en Rose. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, about Edith Piaf. Pilaf, PF, Edith PF, uh, that won all the awards. Um, so he, Bob loved that movie. So I, I don't know if he approached them or, or, you know, their people got in touch with their people, but uh, he was doing a movie set in the American South or whatever, just kind of a road trip movie. And Bob was like, I'll write a song for you. And the song he did was this, as we'll see here. Bill asked, uh, when was that? Bob, I can't remember exactly. It was sometime last year. Bill, what did you find intriguing about that? You must have get a, you must get approached for movies all the time. Bob, uh, I had seen one of his movies, the one about the singer Edith Piaf, and I liked it. Bill, what's the new one about? Bob, it's kind of a journey, a journey of self-discovery. It takes place in the American South. Uh, and then, uh, Bill, who's in it? And Bob, at the time that we were talking, I didn't know who was going to be in it. I think Forrest Whitaker and Renee Zellweger are in it. And they are. Renee is in a wheelchair. Uh, Forrest is a musician type. And they're trying to get down to New Orleans. I watched so the trailer. So this movie got made. The movie got made. Yeah, I, I watched the, uh, the the movie is called My Own Love Song. Yes, My Own Love Song. My Own Love Song. 2010 is when it came out. So 2009 is when all of this happened. Uh, also featuring uh, Madeline Zima and Nick Nolte are in it as well. Um, it doesn't look bad. I'm just going to say it. It doesn't look inherently bad. As you describe it, this is definitely a movie I will never watch. No, no. I would never know that it even existed. Right. But I do love Mia Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Renee, take it or leave it. But, you know, she does sing in this. I think she sings this song, but she sings uh, This Land is Your Land and starts weeping. And it's oh, it's a little too much. Okay. More Forrest, please. What are you bringing the guitar for? Like inspired to write a song. You never know. Widows cry, they all things bleed. Everywhere you is this over here. I got it. Joey, I want to get out. Uh, Joey! Okay, 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 okay. okay. I wish you would. Oh my god! My wheelchair in our bed! Hurry! Oh, good. 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 Oh, but he wasn't too specific. The only thing he needed for sure was a ballad for the main character to sing toward the end of the movie. And that's where the song Life is Hard um, 
and then Bill asks, were all the songs on this record written for the movie then? Bob, well, no, not really. We started off with Life is Hard, and then the record sort of took on its own direction. So this is a classic. We know specifically this song prompted the entire record Hmm. that happened, which I had no idea about. But we've definitely talked about those songs that become cornerstones. And it's just weird because this song is not very good. And I'm not saying that Together Through Life is necessarily good. Because looking back on it now, like especially doing this podcast, it is a pretty mediocre record. But it's it's fun mainly because of the accordion. But it's weird that this song would be the start. It makes a lot more sense. I'm glad that – thank you for providing the context, which you always so dutifully do. I just yes. – yeah. Because like, lyrically – anyway, I'll save my thoughts Fair for enough. a moment. And this this song, two more things. This song was written with Robert Hunter, which I will talk about in a moment. And this song has never been played live. Mm. And so shocked. not shocked. And it seems like he just did this for the movie and moved the fuck on. And like in some ways, it's never needed to be on the record. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of on the original soundtrack for my own love song. Yes. Um, And that or and it would just become a. B-side, yep. right? It just would have become a B-side and some future bootleg series would collect it. The majority it. of his catalog seems to be songs that never got produced. Right. So. And some of them are excellent. And the ones that aren't, if they're on a bootleg series, I don't know how we can rise to a level of anger about them uh, the way that I feel like it's 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 more acceptable to do for an album, right? You put a song on an album, you're making a statement. It gets collected for a compilation later. No big deal. Oh, you might have fucking totally. masterpieces on there and you could say, why the fuck wasn't that on an album? But you can't, I wouldn't be mad about this if it was on a bootleg series volume 19 right. collecting the late 2000s material that never made it. Right. I'd be like, oh, yeah, this it might even be like, oh, this is pretty good. I like this. Or, oh, wow, I can really hear how this influenced Together Through Life. Right. right. But with it being on the record and the record being so different with the accordion, which we've only had one song beyond here lies nothing heavy accordion vibes on that. The rest of the album is all fucking just got that Hidalgo accordion going on. Every song is so rooted in the accordion. And this is the only one that's not. It just feels like a black sheep on this record. And it's like, whatever. So musically, however, let's start with the music. Did you like, what did you like about this song? Was it the music? Was it the words? What was it? The musically, it's interesting. There's, there's definitely like a slide guitar or steel guitar or dobro, something happening there. Um, and the mandolin yeah. and the, a third guitar. And then there, it's a standing bass, which is really nice. Like, yeah. um, there's just a beautiful resonation to a standing bass. And then the very last couple notes are bowed instead mm. of plucked, which so that was a nice little effect at the end. You're drawing out, you near me. Uh, I like the brushes on the, the drum set. Mm. That's always a nice touch. It just feels different when people play with brushes on drums but other than that i mean it's i will say that that this is a successful pop song Hmm. in that pop is meant to be unchallenging it's meant to be familiar like i feel like i've already heard this song a million times not just because i've heard a lot about dylan songs but like this is the most palatable there's nothing going on lyrically that's like it's not shrouded in a million metaphors there's no no real poetry or finesse to it the music is more than competent and nice and soothing but definitely no edges no anything right so i would say it's a successful and boring pop song agreed and this actually brings me to probably my favorite quote inside of that flanagan interview bill flanagan asked him life is hard comes from a tradition 
comes from a tradition that got pretty much wiped out by the popularity of swing and blues and rock and roll. I remember Leon Redbone once said that the big break in 20th century music was not the 50s when rock came in. It was when swing and jazz knocked off parlor piano ballads in the late 20s and early 30s. Do you ever wish that old style had stuck around a little bit longer? Bob, today, the mad rush of the world would trample over delicate music like that. Even if I had survived swing and jazz, it would have never made it past Dr. Dre. Things changed economically and socially. Two world wars, I mean, it's all right. Two world wars, stock market crash, depression, sexual revolution, huge sound systems, techno pop. How could it even survive that? You can't imagine parlor ballads drifting out of a high-res, multi-towered buildings. That kind of music exists more in a timeless state of life. I love those old piano ballads. In my hometown, walking down the dark streets on a quiet summer nights, you could sometimes hear parlor tunes coming out of the doorways and open windows. Someone's mother or sister is playing a bird in a gilded cage off of sheet music. I actually tried to conjure up that feeling once in a song I did called In the Summertime, which we listened to in the summertime for Shot of Love, um, episode 107. So that's the vibe he was going for, for in the summertime, talking about life is hard. So it made me think, because we listened in the summertime, that the two are kind of the same type of song. Like this this song talks about a friendship that's gone awry, right? My friend used to be so near and dear to me, and then you slip so far away. You know, where did we go astray, right? You're right. It's total pop song, easy, not really, no no interesting details, incredibly vague. And it's funny because I, when I think of something like this and we're talking about that old, old style music, old piano ballads and stuff, this is that style of music. These are the American standard songbooks mm. that Bob is going to sing very soon. It's this, totally. you know, there are some, there are some evocative images sometimes that have become since become cliche that were probably cool back then, but it is inoffensive, simple. The love is just really platonic and really staid. And boring, and and that's exactly what this is. Because I I contrasting this with one of the verses from In the Summertime, um, Dylan sings at the end of that song, "Strangers, they meddled in our affairs. Poverty and shame was theirs, but all this suffering was not to be compared with the glory that is to be. And I'm still carrying the gift you gave. It's a part of me now. It's cherished and saved. It it'll be unto me until the grave, and then unto eternity. Like that is the same concept as." The friend you used to be so near and dear to me, you slipped away. You know what I mean? Right. But it has no fucking detail. And for me, it sucks because it's the Robert Hunter effect. It's the it's a Grateful Dead. I don't want to bash him too much because he died last year. But like Robert Hunter and Bob Dylan working together sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. And it's not it's just because it's it's taking the song. They have a cool idea for a song or Bob does or the band does. This is a nice musical arrangement. And on top of it, they put on where Bob is, is mentally going, which I think is when he talks about that, I think that it it's a pretty good um, encapsulation of what happened to pop music. But there's definitely some um, editorializing in here. Right. I wish that we could go back to the time where you would hear this music out of the 
out of the parlor windows and stuff. And I think that at least where Bob is in his head, I feel like he wants, he would like to be back in that type of world. But it's funny because him thinking that in 2009 produces this, but him trying to conjure that feeling in 1981 gave us that. Right. Right. Like, oh my God, what is going on? And maybe this is, and that got me thinking too, like maybe this song just really isn't for you and me where we're 30 years old. Like maybe we can't, relate to something like this or maybe it's just the people who listen to this type of music like this won't resonate with us when we're 70 because we didn't grow up with this type of music and maybe that's all this song is is just really an ode to the ogs out there that have ridden with him not just with him but like just with like that style of music for for this whole time and they don't listen to music today right and so they can feel deeply nostalgic about something i don't i don't know because otherwise wow why even why even do this is that uh, mean? That sounds mean. No, no, I, I agree. It's just, it's funny to hear. Like, yeah. Why even do this? Well, I, yeah, I, think, I don't I really get right. that We're mad. Not the, the audience. <laughs> we, it must yeah. be that. Like we, I, I can empathize with someone of a certain age who would feel nostalgic for something such as, and don't get me wrong, I fucking get into some old stuff too. Me too. But like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> this song to me feels like it could just exist. In in those old like this yeah. could just be on triple that's uh, maybe that's saying something to like the classicness of this song quote unquote the classicness like it feels that way, but it doesn't at the same but time. it doesn't at the same it time feels anachronistic because it, it is it feels like somebody making a song from the thirties in two thousand nine yeah. which makes it worse it I would much rather listen from to an actual song from nineteen twenties than listen to this agreed. And I wonder what the difference is. I know. <laughs> I, I think it's the production. Like yeah, you like that just the clean way the audio is and how everything is so meticulously perfect, no crackling, no warmth, no nothing, and you know it's not from then. I know. But then triplicate sounds really good. But like th- you know it's not from the explicitly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I think that's different because those aren't original songs. I know, so I it's know. like you whether like um unintentionally without your consent are transported to that time. Right. Right. Like, whereas this is tap trying to tap into that, but you know, it's not that. I know. So there's like a friction there. I know. And that's interesting. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. But it's just Hmm. whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the Robert Hunter effect. If, if Robert Hunter wasn't on this, we might not even have a record. I mean, that's the way that I see it. Apparently, you know, Columbia was shocked that, that, Bob came out with another album so quick, especially because he takes a long time between records. 2006 was modern times. 2009, he had together through life. And I don't know if it's because he thought he just wanted to get it out there or if he needed a couple bucks for a renovation or something or what it was. But every song on here is written with with Robert Hunter. And I, I think that that's the only reason he would do that is because he wasn't ready to make another album like Tempest would come out another three years from here. But in theory, this didn't need to exist. Like we would have gone from modern times six years later to Tempest and then eight years later to rough and rowdy ways. This one sits weirdly in there as a, as a short record that came out a short span between two major ones. And there is Robert Hunter on Tempest. I'm not going to say that he didn't continue to work with Bob Dylan, but they do feel different. And that feels more like a Bob Dylan only production Tempest. And this one feels like, Bob Dylan is singing songs that he and Robert Hunter put a bunch of cliches on. And I, that was our that was our critique about Beyond Here Lies Nothing, too. I love that song mainly because it came out while I was a Bob Dylan fan. This was my first real record of like, I'm a huge, you know, I love Bob Dylan so much. I know everything. Holy shit, he's coming out with another album. I was excited. That song is exciting. That song pumps you up. And, you know, it's just kind of like, 
listening to it together, you're like, oh, wow, there's really nothing going on in this. It's really just cliched pile on cliches. So, yeah, yeah I think you're right. The tension is is there. And I and I think I'd rather listen to something from the 20s. Yeah. The best moments for me are are slim. Uh, like the first verse is pretty good. I, I liked where it was going until you realized he was going to do it four times in a row. Um, I love when he sings uh, ever since the day, the day you went away. I love that. That was a nice change. Like Bob Dylan makes it palatable just by the way he sings. Like that's why this song is like not an instant throwaway only because of Bob Dylan. And then I love the line. I think it's an all time banger. I feel a chilly breeze in place of memories. Good stuff. Good stuff. Whoever put that in there. It's a very nice line. And it does work with the evening winds and like I get it. I do. But it feels very like simple. You know what I think that the song is weird. There's no piano. I think that there's no piano. I think he's hearkening back and even specifically saying about piano ballads. Yes, yes. But he's replicating the sound with three stringed instruments, four stringed instruments instead of just using a piano. Mm. Maybe that's part of the friction too, where it's like, this is wrong. <laughs> this is not supposed to be on a bunch of guitars that don't exist yet. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, mandolins have existed forever, but like. Not the electric slide guitars and dobros no, and stuff. No, no. So. And if an accordion popped up on here, oh, an accordion might accordion sound okay. Is, yeah. yeah, I think it's weird that it doesn't have a piano. I am, I like it because he goes to the piano, I feel like, sometimes too much. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, sorry. I was just thinking. No, no, like, that's that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, there is no piano. This would be a. Well, you were just when you talking about the I know, you were I know. doing that motion. I was like, there's not a piano. No, I know. Like... But when I'm thinking about it, yeah. it just, like, screams for piano. Like. The evening winds are still yeah. can't. Oh man, yeah. Well, if there's a demo out there of just Bob on a piano, I think this song could be saved. Maybe pretty much instantly with yeah. him him alone on a piano would be excellent. So Kelly, just to let, let's just move to the end. Does this song work today? Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we kind of given it away this yeah. whole time, but yeah, yeah, it's just riddled with cliches. I don't think it fits on Together Through Life. So I'm like. I'm in a weird spot. I don't think yeah, I've ever like felt this. I don't think I've ever felt this like kind of like disappointed uh, in this in our podcast yet. Wow. This is the most disappointed I've ever been. Wow. Because I'm I'm solidly saying like this should be relegated to a B side. Yeah. Like this is not good. I wonder enough. if maybe it was like he was had wanted to come out with another album, but then it was like here's this person giving me an excuse to make a song. Yeah, I just want to get these ideas out. I have a lot of things that are kind of like of a piece. I'm just gonna get these out and then I'll move on. And make, like I think I feel like he does that a lot, where he just needs to dump out all this stuff yeah. in his head and then okay, now I can do something else. Well, one of my favorite lyrics of his is "I need a dump truck, baby, to unload my head." Yeah, I'm just curious more as to how him and Robert Hunter operate because I would almost say it's probably the opposite i think that mm. bob didn't have much to say he wanted to do this project he's got a couple ideas floating around let's even give him the benefit of the doubt that i feel the chilly breeze in place of memories that's bob that's why it pops out <laughs> that's a bob line and bob just gave robert hunter a couple notebooks and hunter was like well i got a couple songs yeah maybe fucking around in my head so i think they just gave them very simple lyric sheets that follow very basic formats and then bob was able to go with the band and you know, listen to an old song and then interpret it and put Robert Hunter's lyrics on top of it and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's the most cynical way of looking at yeah. this. Hey, but. guys, you want to make a couple thousand bucks? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah. I heard the song, cool song the other day. All right, cool. Let's just like, all right, you do that. Just change it a little bit. You do that. All right, okay, cool. I'll sing it the same way. No, no, no reason to get fancy here. Um, so, no, I think this this should have this should have just been on a movie soundtrack and that would have been totally fine. 
like things have changed. It never made it onto a record, but it's definitely one of his like best 2000 songs. And we listen to that for music video month and it's great. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I get it. I get the impulse. And I think it's a very much like a today impulse where you make a song and you just need to shove it onto a record, no matter how much it doesn't work thematically or anything. You just do it because you need to make that that money. Um, and you don't have another song to go with it, right? And Bob is a very traditional person with, with albums. So he's like, I got to have 10 songs. I want to have a up tempo, a low, up, low, up, low, especially during this period. It's, all of his records are exactly the same. So he was probably like, shit, we didn't have an extra low tempo song. Yeah, we did this song for this movie soundtrack. Pop it on. Let's do it. Easy. And it's the same band. So it's not like inherently different, right? Because like he did he does play these records with his band. So that does help him in the end because he can still record with them whenever he wants to. And it's going to sound the same. So that is a benefit to him. If you're going to make a record, make it with your band. Yeah. It's because he didn't do that before. I mean, he never did have a band. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the best part. That's why I think some of these albums have turned out so well later in his life is that he's not trying to go and make up some fake band every you know five years for a new record he's just playing with the band he's got so i kind of like that um but yeah in terms of the nostalgic factor i feel like if you're sad you might feel something people online were like i was brought to tears with this song so i think that it's genuinely you're probably sad like you're probably disappointed like there's probably if there's something wrong going on in your life I can understand why this song it's there's a lot of longing in the song. Mm. It's a very simple and sad song that you can put all of your emotions into if you want to. I think that for you and me, 2020, man, I'm tapped. I got nothing, nothing to give this song. And I think it also just harkens to this idealized, simpler place that maybe we all get to when we're older. But I'm not really I'm not there. And and maybe, you know, we talk about New Morning a lot and New Morning is very much has some of these same sort of concepts about like getting away, living a simpler life and blah, blah, blah. But that like resonates a hundred times more than, I don't know, this kind of drivel. Yeah. Well, because it feels more realistic. It's like the, the timeless factor is in nature, in the things around you and being grateful, not so much in things were better in the thirties. Yeah, no. And that's not really saying that, but I feel like like you put it onto it. Yeah. yeah, Which is definitely weird. And in terms of like a declaration of life is hard, it's fucking bland. And this is a bland declaration on like uh, the trials and tribulations of life. Mm. Like, what? Why? What is this? <sighs> Ever since the day, the day you went away, I felt that emptiness so wide. I don't know what's wrong or right I just know I need strings to fight Strings to fight that world outside Because you know that we're also a real podcast and usually we're not this disappointed. I mean, it's a bummer because this is our last real one for the year. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoyed kind of getting a little snarkier to be honest Mm -hmm. i liked not having to try to like want to defend this in a way yeah it was it was nice i can see what bob's doing and i appreciate it for what it is but it just shouldn't be here that's all should be somewhere else but yeah we're real podcast we are real podcast (laughs) and we update intermittently on twitter on instagram on facebook Uh, we're on patreon you can give us a dollar sponsor an episode 
Um, uh, like we said before, moving. We're all moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to keep doing the podcast, obviously. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. I'll bring that up at the end of the show uh, as to our, our schedule for the rest of 2020. But, uh, yeah, if you want to give us a dollar, um, hopefully I'll have some stuff like to put out, uh, some supplemental stuff uh, for episodes. A lot of plans for the show. And if you have any ideas or things that you want us to do, let us know. We're here yeah. for you. Only for you. Only for you listening right now. You. Yes. Kelly, we also make a playlist. This is the most I've participated in the playlist for a long time. That's not true. I think you participate way more than you think you well, do. Well, I mean, I always do. It was like my requisite six songs. Yeah. But you had left a void this week mm. because you were busy because because mm. you're moving. <laughs> yeah. Well, once I didn't have a job anymore. It was. It got a really full schedule. <laughs> really full. A lot going on here. Uh, so, yeah, it gave me an opportunity to really fill it out. Yeah, and I really... think it came together really well. Yeah. I think you, you crushed it. I think we both crushed it. Yeah. Um, uh, took off a couple songs That's off right. of there, which you probably noticed, but nope. welcome back to the playlist. <laughs> Excellently this year. Great, great choice by the mountain goats. Uh, third time for them. Her second time, hard place rights of spring. Second time. Every time I hear one of their songs, I'm just like, why don't they just listen to this album all the time? DC hardcore. That's what's up. Uh, last time we listened to them was episode 20. That's right. 20. 120 what's going on we'll do do illuminati uh, all through a life on their only record highly recommend you go out and listen to that uh murder by death for the fifth time hard world george harrison for the fourth time what is life what a great song that is queen fifth time it's a hard life and gang of youths for the second time say yes to life closes out our playlist which that is, is a very good song it is and uh, I was like, I'm sure Daniel has played this music for me before, but I was like, I feel like I've never heard this before in my mm. entire life, and it's really good. Yeah, it's good. It's it, it's a long album. Like that song could probably be cut in half, but it is anthemic. Yeah, it's like get go, yeah, say yes to life. But second time for them. Uh, welcome to for the first time. Aloe Black, life is so hard. Salt, hard life, which was good. And before you rage, Kelly, Black Sabbath. For the first time, a hard road. I believe that. Technically not true. Oh. There is a Slater Kenny um, podcast out there oh. that we collaborated with one time. <laughs> Iron Man on it. And Iron Man was on Ironclad. <laughs> right, right, right. Whatever, okay. episode 98 or something. Yeah. I forget. They have so many great episodes. You so should go many. go listen that, that to. That podcast um, is probably over by now. If they were already on <laughs> episode 98, I think <laughs> they've only got 130 songs. So. Damn. All right. Well, uh, you know, Hard Road was on, was on that um, collaboration of ours with that Slater Kinney podcast. Uh, hilariously, the Okie Dokie Brothers was so nice, though. I love that. Terrible name for a band, guys. I know, uh, but hard it's like my travel. favorite kids' music I've ever heard because it just is like a fun folk yeah. thing. No, no, it's it's all appropriate, and that's a great name for a yeah kids' band. Uh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, a band that I just have never listened to, but this was excellent. When we moved Life here, is hard. that song. Really? Um, not this song, okay. but, but that one that's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Oh, home. Oh, we go home. Yes. Home is where I'm with you. That song was everywhere. Like everywhere. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. But that's the only song I've ever heard of theirs. Every time they come out with a record, it's always like, this is a must listen. And for me, I'm just like, they're often like the killers category, oh, you know, where you're just sure. like. They're more like Father John Misty category for me, which I also don't care about. The National. Yeah. I'd put like, it, not, not that they're bad. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's excellent. But like. I just, no thanks. Yep. 
they just kind of yeah, fall, that's great. Just yeah. zoop. And I'm sure for, for for other people, like for me, like Fleet Foxes for whatever reason doesn't do that, but it could. Yeah. Sufjan could, yeah. but doesn't. So it's kind of I think it's just really no reason. Whatever grabs you, man. Rhyme no rhyme or reason as to why this happens. Although it's great band name, the Magnetic Zeros. I love that. Spanish love songs, first time, uh, by you. That's great. Self destruction as a sensible career choice from the excellent 2020 record pre COVID. Such a pre- before times uh, record. Crazy because it's such an now times record. Such an now times record. Uh, Dangerous D. Life is hard. Welcome to Burn a Boy. More life. Funny. You want to hear a funny story about that song? I do want to hear a funny story. So, I only have like a couple, like two T-shirts that are really big on me. I'm wearing one of them right now because yeah. they're my like loungy shirts. Right. And they, one of them is a Portland Trailblazer shirt that I bought when we also moved here nice. um, for a Halloween costume. And to say that okay. it is beat is an understatement. So I need more big baggy shirts. Okay. And I was like, I don't want to spend a ton of money. And they like to upcharge fat people to hell and back for using two inches extra of fabric. But they don't charge really thin people less for using less fabric. So how does that shake out? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Anyway. <laughs> I was just like, let me get some, you know, like big dude shirts, just T-shirts. And I came across this random website that I don't remember what it's called. It's called like Men for Men or something. I was like, is this a gay website? I mean, whatevs. <laughs> but like, it, I don't know. And on the front front page, it says Burn a Boy and whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I bought like four shirts, which I'm not arrived. So I cannot tell you the quality. Oh, you just did this. Okay. Uh, like a week ago. Yeah, last weekend. Okay. And then when I was looking for songs for the playlist, I was like, oh my God, that guy is the yeah. rapper who's partnered with this clothing brand that I just wow. by chance bought t-shirts from last week. And I've, so weird. I feel like I've definitely heard of him. He's a really big deal. He's, He's a really like big the, deal. He's the most famous Nigerian rapper Yeah, ever. yeah. He yeah. just came out with a new album. I think that I've listened to it. Yeah, he's a really big fucking deal. Yeah. So, like, good job Men for Men or whatever it's yeah. called <laughs> for partnering with them. <laughs> but it's like, you That's know. That's funny. What, what would a marketing executive say about this clothing? Uh, it's for, like, urban youths. Oh, yes. <laughs> or something because gross. <laughs> a world uh, cultured. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they love world music. Yes. Yeah, urban totally. Youth. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. And then finally, welcome to for the first time, Jay Z, Hard Knock Life. Only probably because he's just recently came back to Spotify. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he was on Title Forever. So there was only right, right, like right. a little bit of Watch the Throne was on there because like Kanye got some of them through. But yeah, for the most part, he's been, he's That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. But so, I had to do it. Oh, no, you had to do it. I'm glad you did. Jeez. Talk about a nostalgia right there. <laughs> Let's go back to that time. Uh, and I took off uh, the band's Life is a Carnival. I just felt redundant because we've done the band a million times. And you had a Slipknot song on there. Yeah. And I took it off because no yeah. there was no way it could have worked, Kelly. It's It always comes as very aggressive. I mean, I tried to throw it in there. Like, I tried to throw a new metal because I made that playlist. Of I know, I know. And I, so I, I can... like it. I do, there wasn't enough for me. If I put more, if I tried to get something harder, too, yeah. it would have fit well within, like, a punk movie. I know. I'm glad but, you did it yeah. in the end because I was like, oh, yeah, this this is a great playlist and yeah. that would have really fucked things up I, you know i just would have thrown it at the end you know what i mean like that's kind of where sometimes like the trash goes even my trash i yeah. mean i there's some that i stick to for no reason except because i'm stubborn so but this this playlist is perfect this playlist this, is great for the name of this song not the actual no no and there's enough of both there's enough of like talking about life and hard lives and hard worlds but like this year by the mountain goats great what a cathartic well done putting it number two like absolutely needed this year sucks the mountain goats get it yeah. they got it back in 97 
they get it today. Yeah. Uh, and New Mountain Goats is coming out very soon, too. As you listen to this, there's a new, uh, another album. Yeah, I can say that at any time. Yes, which I'm excited about because they're great. And actually, they came out with an album earlier this year. So, yep. Yep. Doesn't which I did happen. recommend, and they're great. So, you'll hear more about that, I'm sure. It's the soon. most evergreen statement ever. Yeah. Mountain Goats came out with an album this year. <laughs> 20, 2300 with the Mountain Goats are still coming out with the music. Oh, God. They probably had just have archives on archives i'm sure they probably got google has like a whole wing just servers of their songs <laughs> <laughs> anyways that's the final of this year uh, if you go to our website or go to our twitter or something i'll link uh the full season for playlist if you it's will over. and it's going to have all the bob dylan songs we listen to including all of shot of love and everything too so uh, we listen to shot of love and self-portrait this year so those will all be on there in total so they might come up more on a shuffle than anything else, uh, but it's twenty. Uh, it's almost twenty four hours straight. Twenty. It's I think it's twenty three fifty eight. I think um, of music, and um, yeah, you can just kill a whole day listening to "Sign on the Window." Music, yeah. Yeah. not us, not the podcast, not the podcast. <laughs> Don't, Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, but you better believe once they can put podcasts into playlists, we're about to blow this up. Which I hope they never do let you do that. that seems yeah, crazy. That would be yeah. Can you imagine you're just like grooving or something and then it's like. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then an episode of The Daily comes on. Oh, God. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, Kelly, we were also people in the world this week. This uh, week in October. How, what were you doing this week? What would you recommend to, to our our fans out there? I mean, I don't know, man. I've been playing Fallout 76 a lot. Yeah, so that's fun. So, yeah, yeah we kind of like reference Fallout. A minute ago, you were playing it mainly because it was a free game, or you got it from your yeah, I have subscription. The, the Game Pass, because um, I exploited that thing they did a couple months ago, or like almost a year ago now. Um, so apparently, when it came out, it was like hot garbage. Like a lot of things were broken, and it just wasn't okay. So I nobody had any interest in playing it. Nobody being me and you. Oh yeah, we talked. We talked shit about it right away. Yeah. I mean, after it came out, immediately it was just like this game is broken. This game doesn't work. Yeah. So. I didn't want to play it. No, definitely no. going to spend money to play it. But now that it's free, I was like, oh, I wanted to give it a shot. They fixed a lot of the problems, I guess, that it had. And for, it's it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, it is different if you're used to Fallout. Like, there are things that are frustrating because it's all online. Um, you can't save like normal. Like, I used to, my favorite thing would be to save something before I was going to do something scary or sketchy. And then yeah. you do the thing. If it doesn't go right, you just reload your save. Well, you can't live like that. But that's not a problem with the game. It's just the functionality is different. It is yeah. a little bit different. And there's some other stuff that I you can't change the brightness, which I know is like a petty thing. But like it's really annoying because the game is very dark and I don't want to have to mess with my TV settings. All the yeah. Time. I think they probably think you're doing it in like a room like we record in where you're yeah. always playing in a dark room or right. something where you don't, you know, you've already perfected it. Yes. I think that's a little much on and the part. soundtrack is lacking because they recycled all the old there's like one or two new songs which is a bummer yeah but. that was my first instinct was hearing the songs i was like oh you're playing fallout 4 and it's like oh yeah no nope playing 76 and then that was surprising for me and yeah well i watched you play it for like maybe three hours and the only glitch that happened was just a rad scorpion in the distance teleported yeah. to and you when you use your scope no i don't i don't do that no because that's also a bethesda thing Any but i think we I don't know. I think the the consensus now after all of this is that we've given Bethesda the longest rope in the world and they have constantly put out kind of lackluster in a way. I mean, come on, even Fallout 3 to 4 to Vegas um, and they've all been buggy and fucked up. And that's kind of the charm of it. You know, it's all good until you get on Skyrim too. Absolutely. Until you get online and then it's just like, oh, God. And, And apparently, you know, that was all the 
the shit at the beginning was just online was bad. Yeah. Servers didn't work. Um, they didn't understand how economies worked, how people were going to spend their money. And they didn't understand how, especially the packing up, you're packing up your own camp right. and you can put it somewhere else. There were glitches beginning at the beginning where you would pack up the camp and the game wouldn't understand. So you would just multiply your camp. So there were, you know, there's a, a great video out there of somebody who had hundreds of camps, who just set up hundreds of his camps across this like huge vast expanse and he just has cook stoves galore it's just and you know it's not only bugging his game out but it's bugging out the entire server you know and then five seconds later crash you know so good stuff all that stuff is is seemingly gone yeah Um, and all the multiplayer things that i was scared about you don't really have to interact with anybody if you don't want to people can't just kill you indiscriminately it's really not a thing so if you like fallout and you've been on the fence about playing fallout 76 i would say go ahead and do it. I don't know about paying for it because I didn't do that. So. And that's where I'm on the fence. I'm like, yeah. do I want to spend $30? It's not that much money. It's not. But if you heard, I don't have a job now. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's Fair also enough. a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I would lean on that side too. If you like Fallout and you've played Fallout 3 and stuff and you, you don't, or Fallout 3 and 4 and everything and you don't, you want that experience but you don't want to go replay those games right Right. if you've played them all to completion then i think this is perfect because it's the next logical step and you don't really have to be around people and it seems like there's plenty of lore and you there's plenty of reading to do Mm -hmm. and there's plenty of characters even if they're all robots and stuff and they're not and they're not all yeah Yeah, and that was another critique at the beginning so it seems like they've realized like we need to put some npcs in there that are people uh that we can care about you know because we can't care about robots um, and I get they're trying to tell a story that everybody got fucking scorched and shit, but like, come on, we need people, man. That's yeah. genuinely, you've got to do it. It's fallout. People have to live. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. So, yeah. Even if there's ghouls and stuff like real you people, gotta you got life is hard. You got to live. You got to live. Uh, we watched Drag Me to Hell because it's October and we watched a scary movie. It's really funny. It's from like 2007. Mm. Uh, uh, Justin is Long is in it. It's like kind of a possession movie he's okay. not the main character that i don't know her name the actress i feel like i've seen her before but i don't know who she is um and the funniest thing about the movie is that octavia spencer is an extra in the movie she's literally in the background of one scene and i was like is that motherfucking octavia spencer it is it is so bizarre it's so sad anyway 2009 though right before the hell yeah 2007 or 2009 i don't know it was 2009 for oh, death okay. ride to hell or whatever yeah uh, it's really funny. It's ridiculous, over the top. Sam Raimi directed it. He's the guy that did the Spider-Man's, yep. the Tobey Maguire ones. The first ones. Would you? Is this a good Halloween movie? What is this movie? I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be a scary oh, okay. movie. It's just not really scary. Oh, good. It's well, I like that. Ridiculous. Better. Like, like Evil Dead. Hell, Evil Dead yeah, yeah. Two is like kind, kind of, of silly, goofy. Yeah, but not good. It's not as good as that. <laughs> Do I recommend it? Sounds like no. Sounds, sounds like, like a no. That. Sounds like uh, a hard pass. And the next thing in our rotation for emotional support television shows was Shit's oh, Creek. Just wow. finished that again. We're watching the, oh. the last season currently. So I want to watch all of them again before we watch the last season. Nice. That just I've still only episodes. watched the first four episodes. It it's fantastic. Fine. It's still great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Mostly I just, I you might have to edit this out, but um, I mean, hopefully we're buying mm. a house. Like we're really far along in the process. You know, closing's going to be in like 10 days if yeah. know, all the repairs get done and Everything's moving along. No news is good news, I'm hoping. Um, so yeah. that's huge. And I think this playlist was like very, I don't know, it felt really appropriate because this is like the end. Yeah. It's the end of our season, but like you're leaving. Yeah. Things are changing. We're moving to a yeah. new place. Like, I don't know. Uh, I am not a big quote person, but oh, I heard a fun quote okay. from Queen Elizabeth II, so whatever. <laughs> you heard it. Okay. <laughs> she told it to she, me. she just came by. Yeah. She's like, hey, here's some <laughs> <a> wisdom. <quote. laughs> 
<laughs> Write this shit down. Put it in a good yeah. font. Uh, there was, uh, grief is the price you pay for love. And I was like, you know, that's not a unique notion. No. It's it's basically like better to have loved and lost. But like, yeah. I think it puts it in a better context. Like there's a price. Whereas loved and lost, it's like, yeah, it's implied that there's pain, but it's like, no, this, this is the only way you get this. Yeah. Is accepting that at some point you're going to be sad. Like, it's yeah. not going not gonna to be good. No, it's true. But it's worth it. Like, that's the implicit, but it's worth it. Totally. Well, and that's the same thing with the house. Like, I think it's cool because we're both going on two very different, like, exciting things. Like, it's cool to fucking buy a house. Yeah. It's cool to be in that, like, I'm just not there. So you're absolutely there. And to have a cool spot to do the podcast. And that was the whole reason because you were gone. It was, it's nice to have you back. So it was cool to do this podcast. Yeah. So I think it'll be fun, which we can get into when we're doing it for real in season five. Cause it'll be cool. Like this was what I always thought when we started it. Right. Was that we wouldn't work together. I didn't know you, if you'd be back in Portland. Right. You wanted to move to Minnesota. Did I? Which you don't remember, but you did. <laughs> That's what I mean. So I was like, let's just start this thing and see if we could do it. Well, now we've done it for fucking ever. So it feels like more like if we had done this and then you had moved to Minnesota, like we probably wouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? It took like a year, I think, to make it even a thing. And now it just feels natural. It feels like, oh, yeah, this is just what, what you do. Yeah. Um, I'm not like I thought I would be able to do stuff before I left, but I, I just can't bring myself to do much of anything. So I'm reading... I'm still reading a book called Reagan land that I was reading before. The book is 1200 pages long. So I'm like, I will not even finish it by the time I'm, by the time I leave here. And that's uh stressful. Uh, and then our, our entire country is stressful. Everything is stressful. So that's really, that's really fun. And it's really fun to read this book. Cause it's like, Oh, this is where it all kind of started. And I would say a perfect, um, end. I think lament by Touche Amore was a great, like quote unquote final album for me. Like that was the album that came out the day I left my job. And then uh, Kevin Morby released an album called Sundowner and it's beautiful and it's lovely. And it's uh he's from Kansas city. It's, it's very Midwesterny type of thing. And it's very hard. It harkens to a lot of what I'm about to go experience, which I appreciate. And I spent so much quarantine with him and Katie Crutchfield, Waxahachie, mm when this all started because she released St. Cloud right at the beginning, right as quarantine started and right as COVID hit. And it's just, it's great to have this nice little bookend between the two of them. I watched their live stream every Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it was coming home from work. I watched it pretty religiously because it was excellent and they just played songs from their own catalogs and always had a cool cover, including a Bob Dylan cover. And it's just, it was great. And I'm glad that he put out a record and she put out a record and, you know, someday be able to see them all in concert. And that's really the thing that I lament the most about this year is just how many shows from Against Me to Porno to Red City Radio to Bob fucking Dylan yeah. that got fucked over uh, to Polaris to yeah. King Cruel. to yeah. I mean, all that like it's just such an aspect of our lives that I can't believe I haven't been to a show in eight months. Like it will be over. It'll be a year. I mean, in March, in no time. March third will come around. Francis Quinlan will be our, will hit our anniversary, and we will not have gone to a show. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. Wear your fucking mask, people. I walked a time, devil inside of me, held by an angel, put poems inside of me, down to my mouth, said, "Won't you recite to me?" Okay. Every first Wednesday 
There goes that sound again, sun's going down, and she's a sundowner. Stay calm, stay calm, and give me a palm. Give me a palm and I'll sing you a song. Young kids smoke cigarettes out on the avenue. Sun's going down, so you might as well have a few. Hey, who are you? Did you hear the news? Anthony's dead and poor Richard too. They billow, they billow, and it makes me nervous. They whittle a fiddle from wood in our service. Now that it's dusk, kids scatter the avenues. Hey, who are you? I'm a sundowner too. <laughs> And this is the end, Kelly. It's the last podcast in the blockhouse for now until we take this house off its moorings and take it to somewhere. Well, I guess anytime we were in the same room recording, it will be the blockhouse. Or the bunker. You see, we could have said that about the bunker before. Yeah, no, the bunker's dead. That's the past. The bunker got blown up. <laughs> we're going to be back, though, for three episodes in December. So don't fret, people. We're going to be back, number one. We're going to split them into three this time. So we'll actually be able to hang out. First episode, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about song by song. You're going to bring the math. Oh, yeah, we're going to go through and figure out. Work. Yes, you have to do work. <laughs> so the songs we covered this year, just for anybody who's out there wanting a catalog, this is mainly for you, Kelly. Just tell me if you, give me a look and a, a scent if you remember. Oh, are you these. going to read them? Uh, yes. Oh, new morning. Yes. She's your lover now. Yes. Baby, stop crying. Yes. Love minus zero, no limit. I mean, I remember the title, and I know it's a good song because I know the title, but I, yeah, I cannot tell you what it sounds Trust like. Yourself. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. No, only a hobo. No. <laughs> really? Ding song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, If I Had Wings Like Noah's Dove, but mm-hmm. like I always do. <laughs> TV talking song. Yep. <laughs> you mentioned Melanie Doan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's TV talking I song. I don't know that song. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the one where he's just like talking. Wow, to watch my... Nope. I saw it on TV. Okay. Uh, <laughs> music video month, we did Thunder on the Mountain. Yes. Probably easier because the music videos. The series of Dreams, of course. I mean, I know you know Series of Dreams. Yes. Pretty Sarah. Kind of. Sweetheart Like You. Yes. Most likely you'll go your way and I'll go mine. Yeah. I know all the titles, but I can't remember this. Rainy songs. Day Women number 12 and 35. Oh, yeah. Everybody must get stoned. Eternal Circle. No, we just did that. No. <laughs> Three angels. No. You're, you're, was that last week? You're no good. It was last week. I don't remember either. I don't remember either. Of them. And we did two albums this year. Oh. Self-Portrait and Shot of Love. No. So I'll need you to rank Self-Portrait and Shot of Love as no. well. So we're going to re-listen to all those songs and we're going to rank them. We're also going to come back and do our annual top 20 COVID edition. So we'll talk about our favorite albums and shows and Kelly, you'll have to rank them and you're not allowed to, you can only do NBC shows as a block. Gotcha. Not all of them. No, no. (laughs) And then we'll be back for Christmas. So we'll make our Christmas playlist. We'll put it out there and we'll pick at the end of it. We'll unwrap the present for season five. We'll start then in February sometime. So we'll be good. And then I'll be here for St. Patrick's day. We'll hit it up and we'll do that. And then we'll see about after that. So yeah, definitely for the summer and shit. So, all is well here in Sun in the Window Land. We hope you're doing great as well. Thanks for sticking it out for 120 episodes. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't feel like an end of an year. era for anyone listening. No, no. But let me tell you it is. Yeah, it's wild. So we'll be back soon, and we'll see how this whole fucking remote shit works. Yeah. Um, 
which we're not doing because of COVID, which has been nice. But a lot of people have had to do that. Right. So we're, we're doing it by semi-choice, not because of COVID, but also because of COVID. So goodbye, everybody. We'll see you, uh, I guess, soon. December. Christmas. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, it's me. I'm bringing you a case of drive. And words unintended. Fuck this. Dumb city sleeps in the night. And I won't leave you hanging in the wind. So let me up with a vengeance, my sad, sweet, and unfinished friend. And we can go and mark the sky. Lying now, those boozy windows full of dickheads we don't know a thing about. You want to feel absurd tonight. I've heard what you're saying, it's so okay not to be so alright. But don't be alone.